And welcome to Never Too Serious with Scott and Dave. I'm Scott. I'm Dave. Dave, uh, welcome back. Yeah. We took a little bit of time off. We did. Maybe you guys don't even know because we do we we do pre-record these a little bit. It was a nice little break, but I'm really glad to be back. I know. I really missed it. Felt like uh, the two weeks felt like it was three or four weeks for yeah. some reason. Well, and we've had tons of really interesting weather. In fact, the weather across the United States, Texas, with... Uh, what into the teens or even less you're right all kinds of and dealing with that with so with so many people without electricity at the same time yeah not being prepared because they don't get those kind of temperatures and it really uh blindsided them yeah yeah it's crazy and crazy and and they're expecting uh like rising temperatures up to like 70 degrees and of course now where does all that snow and ice go they don't Flooding. know, do they? they? Don't know, right? <laughs> exactly. They're gonna so, find out. I know. But do they put in? So, so do they panic and take, you know, the money, you know, a bunch of tax money and dump it into a lot of emergency, you know, yeah, uh, I don't know, uh, preventative measures, or do they? Because you know, it may not ever do that again for another twenty, thirty years. Oh, this might be a once in a lifetime, right. you know, once in a uh, hundred years or something. But, but. You know, who knows? We'll see. Yeah. We'll see how they react. They're like, all right, we're good. Mm-hmm. We're going to see if this does it again next year. If it does it again next year, okay, now we're going to panic and build walls, you know, or yeah. whatever they got to do. Well, you know, I think we've seen these sort of weather patterns before. They get that polar vortex or whatever they call it, um, mm-hmm. you know, where all that cold air comes, you know, Rushing down through. and uh, and I, it just reached a lot farther south than they than they anticipated. So, I mean, I know here locally, I think we got over 12 inches of snow at, at our place. We still have lots of uh, snow drifts in fact we, my wife and i were shopping the other night and it was crazy to see the uh the big parking lots where they just they brought in the big trucks and the snow plows and we, we've got snow mountains of snow in parking lots i would 10 feet oh no no i i we're talking probably over 30 feet you think oh it was crazy it's taller than my my shop um shop's 25 i would say i would say it's pretty darn close Is that yeah. Right? yeah if you go over it's uh over at the what is it uh like office depot big lots parking lot you know in well, that area you you might have to go we we went out it was high we went out because the roads were decent you know mm-hmm. the roads and went to oh i don't know it was probably walmart or something mm-hmm. and to go get some grub and so i drive through the parking lot and it's at least a foot of snow in there mm-hmm. and there's smartly a bunch of trucks and stuff in there and I went to drop Maddie and Amy off and then I was going to go park and so there's this one vehicle that couldn't wait in line be patient it's a different time you mm-hmm. know and, and and in fact you should be patient right there that's the drop off anyways yeah. to go around even when in a sunny day is ridiculous but um we're being cautious that's what we're doing here and so I'm not, and I'm happily not going anywhere until the rig in front of me goes. That's mm-hmm. just how it's going to be. And so this car goes, but guess what? It's a little Suzuki, mm-hmm. like two door. It's tiny. I don't even know what it, I honestly don't even know what the it wannabe is. wannabe Jeep? No, it's a car. Oh, it's a car. Tiny car, like donut 13 inch tires. It, uh-huh. <laughs> it, I'm not kidding you. It looked like it was about to get a high center off of a foot of snow. Mm. And so what does it do when it's in between me and the via, the truck? Uh, and guess where where this is this is where you come in and you 
go out. Mm-hmm. So this guy's jacked up everything. Yeah. Now everybody's fired up. There's a guy that gets mad in another truck that comes <laughs> flying past me and almost hits me because he flips it in reverse and I'm sliding towards me. And so anyways, this little car finally gets going and and but I was thinking about giving him a nudge. Mm-hmm. It's what we do. <laughs> but but us, us vehicles with the trucks, we just went around it. I mm-hmm. mean it was it was People aren't paying attention. Even us who gets it once in a while, mm-hmm. they leave and they don't think ahead. You know, I I wasn't going to go to take the minivan. I know the roads are okay, but mm-hmm. I know where it's not. Well, you and I both have rigs that are good in the snow. Yeah, and, yeah. And it was, you know, my kid, he's telling me, oh, can you take me over to my girlfriend's house? And and I'm just like, it, it's not that I couldn't make it myself. It's all those other crazy people. Oh. I, I had to go into work. We had, it, we're an online school, and basically, uh, we never have snow days. There's never a reason to have snow days until this storm, where we lost power, we lost internet, yeah. and we had so many students and, and staff that were that were down that we you just couldn't do any of it. Yeah, you so, won't have snow days anymore. You have no power days. Yeah, right, right. So I. Um, I ended up going to work all on each of these three snow days to check on the building because we do have a physical spot where we, you know, where we operate out of uh, and just checking on like all the different levels of, of snow on the roof and, you know, leaking Smart. and all that stuff. But what was interesting to me was driving to and from and seeing all the abandoned cars everywhere. We're talking cars in the middle of intersections. Yes. I couldn't believe it. It was like, how, why would you, you tomorrow? Yeah. Right. And they do, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I told I told my kid I said I'm not I'm not going to go out there unless I absolutely have to. And me taking you to your girlfriend's house is not going to happen, mainly because of all the other drivers. I just don't want to deal with it. I of agree. That stuff. I <clears throat> excuse me. I went out a few times, just a few miles, and just to see how my rig would do. But I'm not going out there just for the heck of it. Mm-hmm. Not at all. But I like to make sure that. Everything's working properly and, and how it's handling. Yeah. Well, you have a good rig to do it. I will say, oh my gosh, it is, it's a lot of fun to be able to drive out there. I mean, even, even the ability to stop it. Mm-hmm. And I don't even put chains on it yet. In fact... Oh, you got knobby tires. You don't need chains. Or the mud tires. Yeah. Well, I took it the first time I bought it, and it, I had it for maybe two months. And then we had, maybe not even that long, and we had to go over to... Oh, I'm terrible. Um, somewhere over there in uh, like central Oregon somewhere. Uh-huh. Sorry. Yeah. And so it was snowing out there and we were going to go home over Mount Hood. And somebody asked us, hey, can you take our another member of the family home? And that's that's the different direction. Now that's going hoodoo. And yeah. And that's just a pile of snow. Mm-hmm. Mount Hood had snow on it, but it was taken care of. And I could see where we were at. And we were driving on snow for a long time. We were out at a fish hatchery and stuff. So, But anyways, we all get packed up to go. And I had chains. And I'm ready and prepared. And I and there's this, right off the bat is this huge steep hill just to start it all off. Mm-hmm. And off the side, and I don't know, I'm, I don't want to exaggerate, but... 12 to 20 cars off. People are messing with their cars, getting chains on. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking to everybody because I don't even know my rig. I just bought it. Mm-hmm. And I hate that. I really felt like I wanted my Honda Accord with chains on because <laughs> I've taken that thing everywhere. Yeah. But not ideally, you know. So anyways, 
I asked if, should I, should I get out? Should I put chains on? What do you guys feel? And they were like, you're doing good so far. I'm like, well, let's just go until I can't. Mm-hmm. I didn't put chains on at all. Did you, did it come with knobby tires? The mud, t- yeah. Yeah. But I'll tell you, they're crap tires. <laughs> yeah. They're cheap China tires. I looked them up because I never even heard them. I can't even tell you what they are now. Mm-hmm. But, um, but as long as they got, you know, that those thick knobby traction tires, it's, that stuff works great in this. Snow. It really does. Mm-hmm. I was impressed. I was impressed. I, I, I thought I, I, I thought for sure several times I contemplate just putting them on. Mm-hmm. I, I would be blown away where that thing would go if I put chains on it. I, I, I think, you know, chains give you that much traction, but those knobby tires, you got so much more depth. You can cut right. into that stuff so much better. The only thing about chains, um, and depending on the tire, you know, that you're using, the, the chains are really, um, they get sharp. Like, so yeah. if you're uh, driving on ice, but they might actually dig in a little bit, break through some of the Well, I had to get some pretty fat ones. I mean, they're not like that. You go in there and mm-hmm. see these four by four chains, and they're like <laughs> huge chain links. And um, each link seems to be about an inch or an inch and a half big. <laughs> but the these ones. are still pretty big because they don't slide in between the knobbies. So mm-hmm. so they're, they'd probably do well. But, you know, that's primarily for the ice anyway. Mm-hmm. So if I have snow on it, that thing... Mm-hmm. Like uh, Sai, uh, my brother-in-law, he asked me if does it track well in the tracks. I'm like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? I get out of the tracks and start smashing stuff up. You know, it's kind mm-hmm. of fun. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. don't know. I, I do. It, we, we you know we don't get this kind of weather very often, so yeah. it is kind of fun to have it. But we got hit in a kind of a weird way because we started off with some uh, freezing rain. And then eventually turn into snow, and then we got another layer of freezing rain, and then another layer of snow. You're exactly right. Yep. And it, it was just, it was you really could, weird. You could see the layers as yeah. you, you did it. In <laughs> yeah. fact, I have to tell you, since we're talking about it, I was attempting to do, for my daughter's 13th birthday, to do a brisket. Mm-hmm. Or excuse me, I was attempting to throw a party. Brisket, mm-hmm. I did. <laughs> um, so the last time, my Traeger shuts off when it gets so cold, and, and I was trying to prevent that unsuccessfully it still got too cold and it shut off and cost me some time mm. but regardless i went out there and played in the so- snow and just like you said i had all the layers of it but i built this it was about five feet tall wall around my traeger <laughs> where i could go sit and like check on my igloo yep <laughs> so it was kind of fun to be able to play with all that but like mm. you said is we don't get it too often but mm. but you know to round to circle back mm-hmm. onto the Texas, you know, even us that get it more often than Texas, we freak out and panic so much. And I hate driving around because of that. People, people just freak out. They don't know when to stop or how fast to go. Did you see that horrible? I wish I could say I could remember. Maybe I can remember as I say in it, the big old pile up. Yeah, there. I did see that. And it blows me away. And I think I say it almost every single time. When I see a semi truck going 35, 40 miles an hour, right, right before it hits, and it makes me wonder, mm-hmm. you know, a hundred yards before that pile up, that road is just as crappy there as it is there. Why is he going that fast? Why in the hell aren't people going twenty miles an hour maximum on the Dadgum Highway? Mm-hmm. I really do believe that that is was a self inflicted. I know weather played a role, but self inflicted in, incident. Yeah, because it pisses me off that you dared. I mean, you could look at that video and go, "I don't feel bad for that." Guy. I feel bad for everybody who plowed through. Mm-hmm. That guy was going thirty five, forty miles an hour, hauling butt while he hit it. Yeah, 
shouldn't ever been going that yep. fast in that weather. That was period. My, that was my argument with my kids. It's just those other those it's other funny because it, it just it, it don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to judge people with PTSD on certain things, but it makes my heart race because I remember watching it and and it, it it was like, I mean I've seen um, you know unfortunately over uh, during Obama's reign we uh, had a lot of terrorist attacks and that just look like those trucks that just barreled through people and barreled through walls and and mm-hmm. it just looked like yeah, it, it was so bad it just looked like he was just going for it mm-hmm. and i know he wasn't trust me I, I know it was all an accident not intentional yeah it was just oh my gosh yeah you don't see it slow down it's yeah just, it's <laughs> yeah I, I agree i agree uh well to kind of segue into the the topic we were going to cover today uh weather is really interesting and of course we don't have this kind of weather all the time and i don't know how you could explain these kind of weather patterns if there were a flat earth well yeah well it's hard to explain you know the global warming with texas like i don't feel very warmed yeah and i don't know if it was some glacier that melted that created that gust of wind they don't call it warming anymore Oh, oh man that's old school, Dave. That's it's now right. climate change. That's right. So they're, they're labeling something that happens it changes. seasonally, yeah. and then they just call it bad. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. It, it was. It's summer now. Yeah. It's summer now. Climate change. It's yeah. proof. It's, yeah. Yeah, but that's supposed to happen, people. Yeah. There's cycles we don't understand. We don't. We well, sure. I don't know enough about you know the whole climate change um, argument. Because there's just too many, I think there's too much politics in that particular topic. And so I, know, I never know what's shame. actually true. There should be zero. Yeah. But in terms of like the whole idea of a flat earth versus a spherical earth and how weather patterns work and how we predict weather, to a certain extent, they were pretty right about all the stuff that was happening. It's interesting how accurate they can get when you're looking at, you know, say an hour or something. You know, on my iPhone, it'll tell me. Uh, for the next hour what the the pattern of rain is rainfall is going to be and it's actually pretty accurate is that right yeah from what i must not be from the weather channel yeah i don't well what's kind of funny is i i will look at the app and i'll go okay so i see that there's going to be rain 100 percent, and then i see you know whatever and then i go and i follow the link through the app that takes me to the weather channel i think it's the weather channel Mm -hmm. and the forecast is different than what my phone says so my I don't know wi- where the hell they're getting my wife. Data. We just had the same thing. We just talked about this. Says, "Oh my gosh, this I, I could be wrong. Wednesday or Thursday, it's supposed to snow this coming week." <laughs> and boring. And and she's like, "What?" Mm-hmm. So she looks up hers and and she goes and as she's looking up, she goes, "Where'd you get your information?" Mm-hmm. I go, "The freaking Weather Channel, which in the past I've had issues with." <laughs> uh, so. And so she goes, well, me too. I'm like, well, what are you looking it up for? So she looks it up, and it's different than mm-hmm. mine. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it essentially said, you know, it was roughly the same temperature, but it didn't say it was going to snow. I don't know how that works. I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm assuming that they get it from the same source. Why would your phone and her phone look different? Because I've had the same experience with my wife. She'll be really excited. Like she was excited about this uh, snowstorm that we had because she loves the snow, and uh, and so she's looking at Those the forecast people. and it keeps changing. But as I look at mine, I'm like, I only saw like the the freezing rain 
uh, forecast. I didn't see really any snow. Oh, like, how yeah. in the world are you seeing all the snow? And I'm not seeing the same thing. Now, we ended up experiencing both. So, right. uh, but still, we're averaging it's things different out, information. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how all that works. But, but with the weather pattern stuff, I, you can see if you just watch the, you know, the, the satellite videos of of cloud cover and uh radar and all these other things you can you can get a sense just through that information that the world is not flat right so how do they claim that they, i mean we we experience the same they they claim that we all okay we all experience the same seasons that no whether it's flat or round mm-hmm. and so how do they to me i feel that that you're not going to get the same um, wind currents throughout the world, and for that matter, even the water currents. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's just a small yeah. little segment of it. Yeah. Because just so you know, I I should let you know in the beginning of this, I am a firm believer, and there's probably going to be people who's going to shut it down because they're going <laughs> to find this out about me. I believe it's round. I'll say it. I believe the Earth is round. And I have or spherical. Okay, I will say spherical okay. because it is a little bumpy. If I <laughs> how about this, I've always thought it was like this round ball, minus you know the hills and valleys. But if I am correct, I have since then knew it was more not quite as round. It's not perfectly round. How's that? Right. It's not even perfectly um, it's, spherical. It's like a rugby football ish, mm-hmm. but mashed. Yeah, I, I uh, had written it down because I I couldn't remember. It's just subtle though. It's not. It's it, it it. I mean, it still looks like a ball. It's just not a perfectly round ball. Yeah, I I, I can't find where the terminology is, but it's it basically it's spherical, but it's uh it's a different size. They, I I've heard people almost describe it as like a pear shape, where the top is a little bit different than the the bottom or vice versa and uh and so it's not perfectly spherical but it doesn't mean that that would in in it, it, i guess that doesn't mean that it would be like flat in any way no because what the flat earthers think of is literal flat plate mm-hmm. flat i mean minus the hills and valleys i get that sure. but it's on a flat plate surface so the underneath is just mass rock but yeah they still believe that we're floating around the universe they don't believe that we're going around the sun they believe the sun is going around us is that correct uh well it's interesting because like, there's this there's this diagram. I'll, I'll put it up on the on the video here. But there's this diagram. If you imagine a clock, okay, a clock sitting up on the wall. You've got these dials um, that that you know the hands that that move around. If you take that off the wall and put it on your coffee table, right. And there's this sort of bubble on top of that that clock. Imagine the 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 clock face is our Earth. And the hands are actually not mounted on the earth, but mounted above in the dome. And that dome would include our moon. Right. The hands would include, one would be the the moon and one would be the sun. And so the flat earthers kind of have this idea that it's like, a, a you know, the hands of a clock and the sun and the moon are kind of rotating around, which creates the light and day on this flat earth. 
Yeah, like these and people it, just think that the center of the universe or something. Because mm-hmm. yeah. they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just such an interesting idea that we have all this modern technology and a modern, more sort of modern experimentation that kind of it leads us to this. I'll say it as a fact that we live on a sphere. And the way that these folks are sort of debunking it, it's all about conspiracy and distrust of the of the authority the source. Yeah, right. The people who are running these experiments, even though uh, there was a, a special on, I want to say it was on Netflix. Uh, it was a flat Earth uh, documentary. Are you yeah. familiar with this? I don't, I, might, I don't know. Gosh dang, I, I, I don't just... know if I even wrote down the name of it, but I've I've watched it. Uh, I don't even have it written down. It'll come to me at, at some point, but but there's there's folks in in this documentary. the The main person who's kind of um, the most well known flat earther is Mark Sargent. Does that sound familiar? No. Guy up in Seattle. He's not like the first guy, but he's kind of the one most recently who's probably the most trusted and most known for believing in the flat Earth. And he has all these different. He does these conferences and and he does podcasts and YouTube stuff and it's really interesting because he just sort of discounts all of NASA because it's a government you know they, he says that it's a government agency that's trying to hide uh, these right. things from us and uh, you know all, all of these things that are you would tend to believe but he discounts them because it's all and, a conspiracy and, and because of there's some other issues that are. I'll be nice and say shady things from NASA. He uses that to be to discredit. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, it's from NASA, so what do you want? You know, they did blah blah blah, yeah. and 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 I could see that, mm-hmm. and it sucks because that's why it's good to have a great reputation. But mm-hmm. you know, there's NASA's, you know. They've got to. They got to be quiet about some stuff so they could do some stuff. Yeah, right? you know. The, the show's called Beyond the Curve. Beyond the Curve. Yeah, man, that does sound familiar. It's an interesting uh, hour and a half or whatever it is, uh, because they don't. The, the the documentary is not. It's not saying that it's true because they introduce. real scientists and then the flat earthers and there's a little bit of this give and take on both sides and so it makes it kind of an interesting um you know uh, film or whatever and to me it's interesting how much of the conspiracy stuff comes out in this documentary because there is so many of this so much of this distrust of these authority figures but there's also people in the flat earth community who they are basically acting as like scientists where they run their own experiments. And there's a few different, uh, character, uh, characters, people in this documentary that are really running tests to, to really determine whether it is flat or not. And, right. and, and they keep coming up to these conclusions that, that they don't want to accept because it does sort of mean the potential for it being um, round is is true or spherical, but then as soon as they get to that point where the they don't get what they expect, they go back and they change their experiment, and it's almost like they're trying to find they ways stay, to they justify gotta, their they own stay conclusion. Alive. That's they lose their purpose if yeah. they if they they a lot of those people don't want to sit there and go oh they're not seeking truth. 
If they're trying to see, they say that they are. No, sure. (laughs) No, sure. (laughs) But they aren't really seeking truth. They're they're just trying to confirm Mm -hmm. themselves. And if they don't confirm, they don't want to stop thinking about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, nobody's bagged a Bigfoot, but man, yeah, there's a following. We have a museum, a Bigfoot museum nearby. (laughs) (laughs) It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, that guy's popular. Yeah, Um, but it turns out. that that it's just it's really it's what you're saying, which is a community of people that believe in something. They die for it. The mm-hmm. guy that I don't I'll make up a name. I'm sh- I don't know if they called him Rocket Man or not, but he built his own rocket, and he wanted to go up and prove it and launch himself, and he didn't make it. Mm. He made it a bit, and then he came down and didn't make it. Oh, the landing wasn't good. Gotcha. So, but but. Yeah, they they do discredit, like, uh, I think there was a guy that went up and free-falled from, I don't even know, like... Miles up? 40 40 plus, like, in the edge of space. Mm -hmm. And he's in, like, a space suit, and he dives off Mm -hmm. and parachutes down. I thought it was, like, a a, a Red Bull-sponsored... Could have been. Could have been. And, but you could see out there that, I mean, you don't see the huge... I think people forget how massive this ball is. Yeah, that it, 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 like like here's another way they try to disprove the that it's rounded is they take they try to use math so I, it's hard for me to follow, but they take you know the, a certain telescope that could see certain so far away at a certain angle you should be able to see this. Mm-hmm. The horizon needs to be this, and I still believe that you don't still don't see things right like like. Things out that far, I know, uh, what's that called? It's kind of a, you you don't see, oh, what's that called? Um, I forget what it's called, but it's like an illusion out there. Yeah. And 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 I'm not saying that it, it's an illusion for everybody when they look out there. It's just, it's not exactly, we're not equipped to see like they, they think we can see. It, this, this is a huge ball. I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I don't think that's down, enough proof, even though they talk about but that. But the illusion that you're talking about if you were out, let's say, you know, out in Arizona on one of the really flat roads and you look far enough down the road, you end up seeing what looks like water on the road. Right, right. It's an optical illusion. Correct. It's, it's some sort of like like a reflection or a, a refraction of light. Yes. And what you're actually seeing, the what looks like water, is actually just a reflection of of, of the sky. Right. That Some people have seen out, like way out in the ocean and it looks like land and it's like a reflection of like the clouds which gives the idea of texture if you will so but yeah it, but, it, it's so vast you know it's so mm-hmm. far out that you're tr- you're really too truly and i understand that they have a telescope too but that doesn't that really doesn't cut it it doesn't make it doesn't make it right how about this a, a long time ago i don't know what a long time ago it was a few years back I decided just for fun, I think maybe the wife and kid went away on a weekend and I decided to go look up some of the flatter things. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go into it with an open mind. I know I know what I feel is right, but I'm going as open as I can. And then I said, convince me. So I try to watch a ton of things and a ton of ideas and the gravity issue. Cause I, I have questions. Well, if it is this, then this, mm-hmm. they didn't answer one. I'll have to ask you about, okay. but but like, well, why not you just start heading north and walk? 
Mm-hmm. Well, the, the gravitational pull is so great, you wouldn't even be allowed to get there. Okay. Then, then they also talk, well, that's the Antarctic or the poles, mm-hmm. which is all the way around in such a huge ice wall. Yeah, right. That's what they no say. No fly zone, too. So mm-hmm. they try to use that as, mm-hmm. you know, as that. But for me, I say, and I wish I had um, a globe because I don't, I'm, gonna, I'm going to embarrass myself. So <laughs> I, oh, we're here. And Australia is over here-ish. And below, yeah. But it's, it's, it's almost... It's in the southern hemisphere. But it, it's kind of, do I dare say, uh, close to 180 degrees? Yeah, on the upside side of the world. Okay. Us, yeah. So, if I'm anywhere USA, and I say, I'm going to go to Australia, I'm heading east. Mm-hmm. I could get there. You know, by plane, right? Yeah, you would never get there. Well, east... Because east would actually be way too far north of Right, Australia. but you know what I mean. I'd have to go um, e, uh, southeast, southeast mm-hmm. right? But east sure. direction. Okay. So, or I could go... Southwest. Southwest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And get there. Mm-hmm. Not a flat... I, for me, that was... I am a simple person, and I go, well... I should be able to do that then in a flat. I can do that today. You can't do that on a flat Earth's world. So how the hell do they pull that off? Mm-hmm. They don't answer that question. I don't ask a flat Earther that. Mm-hmm. I haven't found one that walks around, you know, mm-hmm. out in the sunlight yet. Mm-hmm. But you know, I have <laughs> nobody to talk to about it. But mm-hmm. that's something that nobody ever touches on that I have seen. And I've seen a few. They've made some arguments about, uh, you know, looking at flight like flight patterns uh and and seeing that there are certain places that you just don't see traffic like flight traffic going to and they make this argument because of of the because there's no curvature of the earth and so they have to do these things they to, use that in their yeah, argument and of course it's a ridiculous in my opinion it's a ridiculous argument right uh, i did find the you know the optical illusion that you were talking about atmospheric refraction mm. it's an optical illusion it looks like a puddle of water yeah yeah in, at the distance and really it's just it's a reflection of what's going on above in the sky that's right and in you see it over a, a massive distance. There's a couple of different uh, explanations for it. One is that you can get, there's a, a certain amount of atmosphere that uh, moves around. It's fluid. Essentially, air is fluid. Yeah. And over a certain distance, if you're looking at different temperatures, you'll see different fluid movements because heat I was gonna say, moves, yeah, it, moves it, the atmosphere around, yeah. right? So if you go through that process, that just from that changes uh, the reflections of, of light, how light gets directed at you right. and what you see. Even and, through a telescope. Y- yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Correct. So the other thing is the curvature of the Earth, there's a whole bunch of atmosphere even at that stage. So when you're using something like a telescope and you're going really big distances, you still see atmospheric you know, refraction happening. Right. Because at the, the angle, they're not talking also about, well, from what I've seen, they don't take a whole lot of consideration to light shining this way versus shining this way, too. Mm-hmm. Where light this, source. Right. But There's a, a neat little YouTube video. It was actually, it's like a documentary, but they put it on uh, YouTube. And the the guy, I, I can't remember what lake he was at, but it was like this really long lake. I want to say that it's in like British Columbia or okay, yeah. someplace in, in Canada. 
and it's it's just miles and miles long. It's a very long lake, and and there are times where the lake is pretty calm, and so you can see for four miles plus across the lake and see what's on the other side. And he set up sort of an experiment where on one side he set up uh, cameras and you know d- different instruments to basically get at at different heights from where he was taking the pictures from and looking at an object on the other side. And you could tell he had a slow motion camera and you could tell as he went from a high point down low to the ground, things disappeared on the other side, the trees, there was a boat that was uh, floating through near the shore on the other side. And you could see very obviously that as you went from a high vantage point to a low vantage point, those objects disappeared. Right. That that happens when you can actually see, and we're only talking, you know, maybe a few feet of, of change, but you can tell there's there has to be just in that experiment alone there has to be a curvature. Well, the flat Earth argument is that so heat is disrupting the light, and so you're no longer seeing it, which isn't so, true. So kind of to that and against it, kind of sort of. Mm-hmm. So I've seen kind of a the same experiment to a different level, which they were out at sea mm-hmm. and they had, or maybe they were at the shore, but towards the sea, and they were beyond miles and they mm-hmm. could see a, a boat yep and they calculated well no there's blah 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 degrees of curvature with this crazy distance and and you shouldn't be able to see that so it should start wrapping around so for 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 me when i hear the the four mile deal is mm-hmm. If I was a flat earther, I would use that as a flat earth deal. Because for me, I say that is such a small, you can't even hardly measure that on a globe. That could literally be a valley and a dip in a, a, and a, and a hill. Mm-hmm. That may not have anything to do with the curvature. In four miles, it could literally be, you know, just a, just a spot. You know, it's not... I mean, that's why they do it on a seek, lake. Right, but even on the lake... It, it still couldn't be uh, curvature because he's, he's saying that the lake is it was a flat calm. from here to there. Yeah, because if you think about water, water, of course, like in an ocean, you get ocean currents and you get, uh, you know, the moon does things does the too. lake disappear? And so the, the lake itself is a much better experiment than, say, the ocean because the ocean has, like, massive waves and... Uh, you but know. doing it so short distance... But four miles is, is, is but, so short. But they short. can calculate. So the folks who are um, the spherical Earth believers, us, we have um, calculated basically the size of, of, of our planet. Mm-hmm. And they can calculate using... I don't know if it's trigonometry or what, but they can calculate... Maybe it's geometry... I don't you know can't math. say the word that they use. <laughs> so they use mathematics. How's that? Ah, that's something I could use. Okay, so they use math to determine what curvature you would see at a certain distance. Right. And gotcha, so gotcha. they think that when you pass this five or sorry this four mile distance, now you can actually see a certain degree of curvature, and that's what this video kind of shows. Because if if you're looking at a flat lake on a calm day the water is going to be very flat. So you're going to see it's not, you can't say that water has mountains in it. Right. 
it water wants to be flat when it's at rest it stays as flat you know as much as you can imagine except in like ocean currents and you know high and low tides then you're going to start seeing swells in in ocean water sure but in in a vast in a vast huge yeah in our in our our eye view Mm -hmm. yeah it's such a small or such a i mean it's a large area to that you dwarf those out, those those phase out to where you could see the yeah. But we're talking large... about camera equipment <clears throat> that's zooming oh. at a distance. Oh. It's like having, <clears throat> excuse me, it's like having, you know, really powerful binoculars or a telescope because you can make out what's on the other side of that lake. Yeah, at a high vantage point, you can see what those things are. But then, as you he he had a slow motion video and he just basically lowered the camera gradually, and you could see those things disappeared every time he lowered the camera more and more stuff on the other side disappeared it was very all the very, way until the the until you lake started and and yeah until you saw yeah too. Mm-hmm. so it, to me it was very compelling but then the flat earth people they say oh well it's just you know it's at- atmospheric it's because there's light getting refracted because of the the differences in temperature on the water and and they're making all this stuff up to disprove it but it it they don't know enough about that stuff to be able to disprove you know what the the phenomenon is actually happening I and mean, there are all kinds of arguments i even actually well, if you have down a, a bunch thing of is, them. is if you have a lake in a mountain mm-hmm. and so what if the mountain and it shows some of that stuff it's not going to show what you think it's showing of the curvature of the earth it's just showing you in that realm of that region right but we're just looking at a single object on the other side and you're changing your vantage point that in the, no, I'm just saying that, that, that for sure. Yeah. I'm just saying if you're in, if you're in, if it's in such a region, it would be a bad, that's why I think that judging, and I know it's calculation and they could cut it back to such a fine, you know, calculatable space. Mm-hmm. But for me, I feel that, that it's, it would be easier for me to, to show that it's i don't like that he's using such a short distance four miles yeah there's yeah, and it may be more than four miles yeah. but but at, at that distance they know based on the size of the earth that you should see a certain degree of curvature and he was able to confirm that even it's only so, four miles well how about this if if the flat earthers say the same thing that you should see it and then they show a video showing that it isn't there because yeah. I've seen those videos. Uh, so they in this uh, with beyond bridges the curve and stuff. Yeah, beyond the curve uh, documentary. There's a set of experimenters that are going out. They're going to do this experiment to try and measure. And again, they're using these distances because that's what the you know round earthers are are say they should see in this certain distance and so they're trying to go out and disprove that so what they did is they set up this this experiment where they had this really high powered laser really high powered and they i don't know how many miles they they went across but they basically set up uh two sides and what they were going to do is they were going to measure uh the the starting point of where the laser was through a, a center uh marker onto another marker yeah and so what they expect is that if there's a curvature then what you'll see is the center marker 
it's going to mark lower Low, on right, that correct. thing. And? and so what they did is they, they, <clears throat> they had all these technical difficulties with... Of course. With, of course they did. Damn it. With their, their laser. And so th- what they said, it was, it was inconclusive. They couldn't, they couldn't figure it out. By the time they saw... By the time they saw the laser on the far end, the beam was so massive, you couldn't be accurate. So they came back, and at the end of the documentary, they come back and they change their experiment. So instead of having a marker that's going to cast a shadow or whatever on the other, what they did is they cut a hole. And so they shine from uh, from one end, that laser, through a hole, and then at the other end, they're supposed to basically look and be able to see the light coming through. Because if the light is going through that hole and it's going, let's say it's going above their head, then there's, you know, they're gotcha. missing something, right? Right, right. And so what they're doing, they, they radio each other and they say, oh, we can't see it. Well, you know, go be a little bit higher. And so what they did is this they, is... yeah, so they moved, they, exactly. They moved a little bit higher on the other end and they could see the light. And they said, "Oh, that can't be right." And they dismissed it. Exactly. That's what. And why? Yeah. So here, that's here, not. That's so, not experimenting. That's <clears throat> I, you're I've, denying your results. I've came up with that they better enjoy their time while they can, <laughs> because I have a feeling that Elon and our iPhones are going to ruin it forever. Mm-hmm. Because the first group that go up there, in fact, soon. Bunch of civilians, I thought were going up soon or something. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. not after that. No, that's some just... millionaires. But you don't think that we're not going to see the video that they take? They're going to claim that it's fabricated from each and every one of them. Mm-hmm. That's what they're no, going to say. No, I get it, but but mm-hmm. there's going to be there's a lot of followers that are hanging off of these these very important uh, people that you know put all this out there and there's those people are there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna go oh hell no you guys can't see that you know because there's gonna be a lot of things that are gonna be beyond obvious i don't know who said it. It, it maybe it was neil degrasse tyson someone said it's very possible that all these flat earthers are claiming to be flat earthers because the only way that they can be convinced is if they see it for their with their own eyes and so he says that he's probably that he thinks that all these people are doing it just to be the first to go into space and, you know, the first, uh, you know, non-NASA, non-believer. Yeah. Non-believer. <laughs> yeah, the, to be the first people to go up there and actually see it. But even if even if the the sort of head guy of Flat Earth Society has, um, Mark Sargent, goes up there, you got to think, he may, I'm not sure, he may believe it, or he may just discount it as, you know, he was hallucinating. Maybe they drugged him up and had this experience. Or he goes up and he believes it, but all of his followers say, well, NASA got to him. You know, the 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 he, uh, the dark side of, of government, the shadow government got a hold of him, and now he's, he's an actor or uh, an agent for the government. That's come, what his followers would say. <clears throat> he'd probably come down and have to lie because that's his bread and butter. Yeah. He, he, why, talking, why, would he, why would he throw it away? You are talking about the community earlier, and uh, it, the thing is is that all of these, these people who are part of this, this belief system, they, there's a bond. And if you watch this documentary, a lot of these people, you can tell they really get a kick out of the social side of, of having this group. And there's some oddballs, you know, there's some really interesting people that have weird, like, social behaviors and that sort of thing. But they, 
you can tell this is like a, a comfort group for them. Right. Because they all kind of care about each other. And so there's more influence in sort of that group thing, that group structure, than there is probably in the belief that there's a flat so, earth. The funny thing is, is I'm not saying all of them, but I've seen a lot of them interviewed and they talk and they seem to be okay with knowing that the moon is round, mm -hmm. the sun is round, mm -hmm. maybe every other flipping planet in the universe is round, but not us, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not earth. We're flat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, um, this is a little bit the, bizarre. The, uh, documentary was, was recording back when we had the solar eclipse. Hmm. And so part of the documentary was Mark Sargent and his, I can't remember the, the lady that he's kind of goes to... around with, but uh, he, they went out and saw the eclipse and it was recorded. The reaction was recorded and they just thought that this was some sort of made up uh, thing because they remember the Truman show. Yes. They think that that's kind of it. We're in the Truman Show, and it's the, it's just much more massive. So, so yeah, they're flat earthers, and some people call some people. Maybe that's the same. I mean, yeah, it's just kind of the same people, but some people take it a little bit further, and they're like the the domer, the dome. Mm -hmm. Can't remember, but there's something to do with the dome people. Yeah, and because they're more on. I'll just leave it more on. <laughs> no, they're more on, more on the mm -hmm. dome life, which happens to be on a flat earth, mm -hmm. you know, then, you know, so they believe in flat earth, but they're, they talk about all this, how, how it is in the mm -hmm. globe. Yeah. That's a very, they're, they ha all haven't come to the same conclusion about the dome, but that is the, the primary belief. That's that like a have. section off, mm -hmm. you know, there's like a, there's some break-offs of the flat yeah. earth. And I can I can see where they could start to believe that. Because there is, the way that they've designed it, in it, like the clock analogy, they've kind of designed it in such a way that it does explain some of the things, like you could have like sunsets and, uh, you know, day and night and some of those things. But I wanted to go over some of the arguments that they that they had. This is just only a few that, that I saw and I'm sure there's a whole bunch more and you've already touched on some of them. One of them is that the flat earthers agree that the moon is round, you know, the sun and others are, are also round. The other is, um, they said if the earth was a globe, water would sink to the bottom and the bottom half of the earth would be water. That was one of the arguments that I saw. <laughs> that tells me they don't understand gravity that means they don't understand the arguments that are made for having a round or a spherical earth it's like they're sitting there just beating a little drum and like hey man <laughs> they're looking at it i think it's like that guy the government that uh senator guy that was asking about the the military showing up on like I don't remember, like the like Guam, I, the island mm -hmm. in Guam. Mm -hmm. It's like, are you not worried about when he gets on there? It's going to capsize, <laughs> right? You're, yeah. As, so you don't know how it works, man. <laughs> oh, as if. And how do they iceberg. go through? I mean, does yeah. he only have slip-ons? Does he tie a but shoe? Think about like this glass of beer. If this were a round glass, then this is their perspective. 
that all this liquid sinks right. to the bottom. And so they think that if the, if the Earth was a, a globe, that the water would just sink down. Of course, that's not how gravity works. That's not how the whole globe right. works. Uh, so that tells me that the people who are making that particular argument just don't understand what what science has proven which explains their views yeah because if they understood how it worked they would easily go oh so that can't happen Mm. oh you know um what was the other thing they have talked about they were talking about plane flights or rocket when a rocket goes up Mm -hmm. you know and it goes straight up but Mm -hmm. It also arcs over yeah. to the side, yeah. like the Earth mm-hmm. is turning. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know that's an argument of: Are we spinning or are we just well the the flat? From what my understanding is, and I again, I'm not a scientist. I'd like to be, but the reason that a rocket goes straight up and then turns over and flies what appears to be kind of sideways, right? Because in order for it to break through. Earth's gravity, it has to have forward momentum to then go around the planet, to orbit the planet. So in order, if you had just a rocket that went straight up and didn't turn over and accelerate around the globe, it would come right back. Gravity would suck it back in. The reason that the the International Space Station, satellites, all these things that are up there stay up there is because they're in an orbit. Their speed is going fast enough to maintain a zero gravity pull towards back towards the earth. So if if the earth is floating around there like a little ball and and it's it's spinning mm-hmm. and we launch something out into orbit mm-hmm. and it's here it stays put and we're spinning well, or is it is the Earth spinning and it's just going faster? Yeah. As it... Well, so the the Earth spin isn't isn't very fast. Uh, it's hauling ass. Well, okay, but, okay. But it, I don't from, know. From I don't what, know if I can. From what perspective? My right? tire, <laughs> my car. No, I don't know. But if if you send off a, a rocket that's going straight up, it would be equivalent. You were talking about in another episode about I think it was time travel that uh, if you throw a ball up in a train, it's going to come back on your hand. Right. So you're going at the same p- speed as the train. Well, a, a rocket takes off with the spinning of the uh, of the earth it's still going with the same spin of the earth as it's taking off the difference is is that earth's gravity doesn't matter where you're at it's pulling it's pulling you in right so the idea is if you went straight up you know with the the rotating of the planet gravity would still have the same force and start pulling you back the reason the reason that things don't just suddenly fall back to Earth is because my my favorite sort of diagram of of this concept is imagine a a cannon shooting a cannonball, and if you shoot the cannonball, it's up at a specific angle. You shoot a cannonball, you know, really far. It's going to eventually gravity's going to pull it back down to the ground. Okay, add more power. It's going to go farther distance, and eventually gravity's going to pull it back to the ground. If you can shoot it out far enough outside, and it goes far enough around the Earth, by the time gravity pulls it back down, it's already on the other side. So the amount of gravity that's pulling it, it all it does is it continues to go around the planet. 
that's the reason that our rockets go up and they make sort of a turn because they have to accelerate enough so that their force matches that zero gravity pull. So it's, it's basically orbiting around our planet, which is why all of our satellites don't come falling down on us immediately because they're going so fast forward that they match the gravitational yeah. pull all the way around. Of course, the flat earthers don't believe that we're even putting stuff up there. How can I say that? I We go out there and watch satellites all the time. What the hell are those? <laughs> what do they say those are? They, well, Those are those lizard aliens. I, they, I, as far as I know, flat earthers don't believe that w- that we've sent anything up. Um, oh, I'm hitting my mic here. They, they, we haven't sent anything up, anything up into orbit. I did really, yeah. Oh. Because that would explain a lot of that would um, you know cancel out a lot of their arguments if they did believe that we were doing stuff like that. Hmm. And which, of course, how do you then how do you uh, explain GPS or what's the other? Yeah, all the stuff that they or... use. Mm-hmm. They, they probably use the same yeah. technology that the satellites uh, give off that. They probably use the satellites in the technology that they use to try to disprove the mm-hmm. the round earth. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. There's just so many weird things that exist that we know exist, but they have figured out a conspiracy of why that's a lie. Uh, there, there's more. There's another one. It says, uh, there's no compass that points south. So take that in for a minute. Think about it just a standard compass. It always points north. But it, it never points south. But wait. Hold okay. on now. Okay. I have this compass just like yours, right? <laughs> and that dial there says uh-huh. north, south, east, west. Yeah. What if you just take that dial and turn it? <laughs> exactly. And then guess what? It's exactly. always pointing south. Exactly. And then what if what if because our poles switch mm-hmm. and our poles have switched in the past they have. to where north is pointing south. Mm-hmm. Sorry. It just tells me that they don't understand what a compass is and why it does what it does. So what the hell do they talk mm-hmm. about when they get together and because a com- mumble, 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 a compass, flat? A compass is, is marked, one end is marked, you know, with one color. It might be some glow-in-the-dark thing, or it could be just a red thing of paint. And it's always the one that points north. And that's what they say, is that it, you never see that red face south. They don't understand that it's just because someone put paint on that one end, which always points that direction. Because the other end points south, because it aligns itself with with the magnetic field of the Earth. And you're right, the magnetic field of the Earth has flip-flopped. I don't know how often it happens, yeah. but I don't know if it's several thousand years or what, but uh, but it happens. And so you would, if you were living during a time where the, the poles flip-flopped you would see that yeah, i'd be curious turn. to know when the last one was because mm-hmm. i'm probably way wrong but i thought it was recently we're like yeah lifetime. i don't know i i should have written it down uh <laughs> i did on a side note uh the sun has a magnetic field that flips every 11 years is that right a little trivia for you hmm, i did not know that yeah it's an interesting thing but again it just tells me that they don't understand that particular concept right I mean, I understand it a little. I mean, it doesn't take much. To, it wouldn't take. It only takes a little bit of understanding to 
mm-hmm. get you through this. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to be an expert at it to go, oh, mm-hmm. for a bell to ring. You know, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I should probably not say that's going <laughs> to. Oh, never mind. So I'll the, be nice to those guys. <laughs> so the, uh, the other thing is I put as an interesting side note when I was looking this up is that the magnetic field is attracted to the opposite. So the positive side of that little metal piece, because the reason that it aligns itself is because um, that little metal piece is going to have uh, a positive and negative on one end or the other. And and what I didn't know until I really thought about it logically is that the positive end um, faces to the negative end of the planet. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. right. Like a magnet, you right. can't put positive and positive together. They, Correct. They go the other way. So you flip them to the other side. Well, that's what our compass does. That's right. Yeah. yeah. A little... See, this is why I'm fascinated by this stuff. I learn things. Uh, so another argument, they always say that the NASA pictures are fake. <laughs> they say, this is the interesting one. Earlier you were talking about, you were talking about something about gravity that you were fascinated by. But they say gravity isn't real. Yep. Gravity is magnetism and duct tape. <laughs> they say the Earth is being pushed up by dark energy. Oh, I get okay. it. Now, hold on. Okay. Okay, so, like, like, if I had a little ant on a ball and I hucked the ball and this <laughs> ant's going, whoa! Mm-hmm. So we're getting forced back because of the speed we're hauling through yeah. the universe. Yeah, I like to think of it as, a, uh, as an elevator. Because you always right, feel it in an elevator. Generally, you feel it, depending on how old the elevator is and how many f- flights you're going up. But there's always this acceleration of the elevator. And then at some point, it doesn't feel like you're accelerating. You don't feel the pressure anymore. Correct. The fact of the matter is the elevator is still going up. So the argument in this particular thing where they say, oh, gravity isn't real, it's that the Earth, the, this disk that we're on, is just getting pushed. It only works when there's an acceleration. In an elevator, like I was saying, you might get pushed for the first three floors, but once you once your body and everything sort of catches up to that momentum, it, you don't feel it anymore because it's no longer accelerating. It's Correct. going the same speed. It's finally right. got to a point where it's no longer accelerating. It's going at its you know four or five miles an hour, or whatever it is. Right. And and then of course once you get to the top, and you, and you feel, feel like the deceleration. Yeah. Right. So they don't think that gravity is a real thing. They think that we're just getting pushed. Well, then they don't understand what gravity is. And I, to be honest, I don't fully understand what gravity is either because I, I, uh, we were talking in another podcast about time travel and space-time and gravity as being sort of this force. And the more that I read about it, some people are not describing it as a gravitational force. They're, they're, they're describing it in, uh, in how it relates to space-time. In space-time, this fabric of space-time gets sort of um, uh, stretched. And what we're experiencing is the feeling of that stretch of space-time. It's not us accelerating through. Because if, if, if the argument that they made that gravity isn't real and it's just an acceleration, can you imagine? We have to continually be accelerating for right. how many years? right. We're, we're talking at some point you would be faster than light. We're still doing the show. It's just in the dark. So we'll be right back. Yeah, so we're back. And uh, 
we had a little power outage. We did. Right in the middle of the episode. Kind of, uh, kind of had to do with our our weather that we were talking about earlier. Well, it's a little bit colder in here than uh, we started, so yeah. Add some layers. Hear my teeth bubble up a little bit during the episode. It's cold out there. <laughs> well, so we were talking a little bit about uh, flat Earth stuff and talking about gravity and. Of course, me not knowing that much about gravity, but knowing a little bit. But the flat earthers not understanding how gravity actually works because it's not pushing this flying disc or whatever we're in up an accelerating rate because they would have to keep accelerating. How much space now, is there out there to be accelerated? Now, do they think that we are, because I can't remember, do they think that we are twisting at all too? I don't think so. Because we're just Mm-mm. going... Yeah, straight, one of their right? arguments is that this, is that we don't we don't feel the earth spinning or traveling through space other than the feeling of it pushing up at our feet. So that's the odd part about it is, is I've heard them talk about the gravital gravitational pull, Mm -hmm. uh, the flat earthers about when walking towards the end of the planet Mm. to the edge. Like you can't do it. It gets so strong where you could just, just can't get there. It won't allow you to. Because they think the disc is spinning. Not not necessarily because of spinning, but just because the gravitational pull is so strong at the outer edges that that that's why you can never reach them. Oh, oh, no, that's an interesting because I was like, thinking, like you can't fall off the edge. Like that was somebody yeah. going, "Well, if it was flat, you'd have fallen off the edge, or you would have gone there by mm-hmm. now." It's like, no, you can't. You can't travel there. You can't get there because mm-hmm. the planet doesn't allow you to. No, because I, I was thinking like the merry-go-round when we were kids. Oh. When it spins. But that would have gotten you off. Yeah, fast. boy, you'd get thrown <laughs> off. The- <laughs> You've been the other way around, yeah. <laughs> That's why they have all those mountains, those ice ice mountains. See? Yeah. <laughs> it's just some ridiculous arguments. That's it it is, is fun to talk about. And I'm not kidding. It was interesting and fun and laughable. And there are some compelling arguments about it. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean they're true. Compelling doesn't mean true, you know. So it, it it was it was intriguing to 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 listen to them try to sell it, and you know you could follow them just you know you could follow them down the path so long until you go oh well for me there's an intersection but they just mm-hmm. keep on going mm-hmm. and uh, but it is interesting that there's some real true believers and I just wonder that must be odd to live in a world. If you think that your the planet you live on is a complete lie, then you must not accept anything. So there is a uh, there's a sort of this feeling when you're in a group where you share a belief system, and if you ever question that belief system, you start to get shunned by the group, as if you're. I mean, it's. I guess I could compare it to like religion. When I when I was younger and I started to kind of move away from the religion that I grew up in, there was, there was pressure from, from different folks around me, uh, basically to keep me in and and then I shouldn't believe these other things and I shouldn't go down those paths because those, those paths lead to, you know, the devil and bad things that would take me away from my, my religious beliefs. They weren't lying. And, and and so the idea was if you leave the group you're shunned from the group uh not to name any kind of names but uh, there's someone that i know who's in who's a jehovah's witness 
And that's one of those religions where you really get shunned. I think, uh, I think Mormons are, are like that too. Like if you're not, if you leave the church, you're sort of like excommunicated. Well, I'll say it is an example from what I've seen mm-hmm. is example. If you, if, if, if you decided to come out mm-hmm. as gay in the church, mm. I imagine it would be a, your, your church life experience would be a lot different. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be as accepted. Yeah, but not to not be a fair, literal death sentence, but it's a death sentence to the group. You're no you may longer not be really there. part of it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you may not be a part of the church. Yeah. I mean, I'm not speaking but, for them, but I, I just know that, I know, I know a lot of churches, I hate to use the word, their tolerance, uh, the, you know, they seem to be a little bit more accepting as the years go, mm, yeah. tolerate a little bit more. Yeah. I don't know where they are. I know that, I'm not saying that they bend that much, but everybody seems to be capable of it. But I don't know if, I don't know if they're different, but it seems like it was probably 15 plus years ago when I knew somebody personal that, yeah, that, that it didn't go well for them, mm-hmm. you know, but. Well, sure, sure. And I, and I think that the flat earth sort of group is, is that way there. I think that there's, there's some division within the group and there's, a, there's still distrust in some of the leadership, some of the, the bigger figures of the group. And as folks are doing these independent experiments and figuring out that, you know, their idea of a flat earth maybe isn't entirely correct. They, I think, start getting pushed a well, little bit. When your main belief is just, is my, is not based on in facts. And I mean, and, and everybody that believes in the flat earth can have their own little twist to it. Mm hmm. So everybody could could have a different interpretation. Is what you're saying? Yeah, there mm-hmm. you go. And and so the leader might think this way, but every follower could go. But I don't think of it that way because you got. I'm sorry, not trying to, but you got to be a little bit nuts mm-hmm. to think that. So the, maybe this is a topic for another uh, episode. But it to me, it's a little cultish. <laughs> you know. And it's and it's not in in terms of like cults. It's it's really it's a belief in something. It's not necessarily a deity. Well, but it's a belief it's in not, something. It, and the it, flat Earth seems to be that way. Because and because I hate saying that I I don't want to call them stupid because there's a lot of smart people that think that you know. Well, sure. So I like to think they're just a little nutty. There's a lot of nutty smart people, mm-hmm. but I just for I could believe in some things that were conspiracy or the people thought were odd that end up being not a conspiracy, you know, and so I'm, I'm open to a lot of things, but to me, this one is, is cut and dry. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's decided it's, it's over. It's, we've already been there and we moved past that. We were the conspiracy. Sorry. We, you guys want to be the cool conspiracy people, but you know, we were not, not, not us, but you know, the first people that said, no, it's around. Mm -hmm. You know, that there was some backlash with trying to push that it was round, you know, back in yeah. the day. And so, you know, because everybody had a, their mind that it was a flat earth back in the day, but they're just regressing. But I, yeah, but I think that is, um, that's just a historical fact among humans forever, where the group has a tendency to believe this thing. And when someone comes out and says... Something different. You better not. Yeah, right. There's a, 
I, I don't know. There, there's just an there's a social influence. That's how that's how some of these ideas can keep going for so long, or in fact, not even keep going, mm-hmm. but grow into something that's. Mm-hmm. Real, but not real. But I think that's why the scientific method is so important because it really it kind of removes, it removes that other, uh, I'll say, human influence, the social influence of of your experiment and your results. It removes those things because the the scientific method is independent of of your emotions. It's independent yes. of those other of others uh, of the other influences. But at the same time, interpreting the results of those experiments, it can introduce again those those influences. So we get into these weird these weird areas. But I also think that even though this seems crazy to us and not a lot of other people, I, there's this movement. I was watching these different videos on YouTube, and YouTube starts to put up these little warnings at the bottom of these of the flat Earth videos, saying basically trying to refute whatever the video is. If it says anything about flat earth, yeah, they're doing all like fact checking kind of fact checking. It's just basically a warning that says, you know, this is a, a, I don't even know the the right wording, but it basically says, don't believe this video. So, so there's warnings out there letting us know because Americans aren't smart enough to appreciate entertainment or that we, yeah, we have the right to believe in anything that we want to believe in or watch or see. You know, I just the other day I turned on some old fashioned cartoons, <laughs> watched Bugs Bunny. <laughs> I know there's not a talking rabbit out there. I don't <laughs> want them to take it away. I, you know, and I don't feel dumb. Well, maybe I should feel a little dumb for, for watching, watching that show. But did you, you have know. a bowl of cereal? Were no, you, I didn't. You in, in front of the TV, yeah, like two feet from the TV. <laughs> oh, yeah. those were the days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, yeah, they shouldn't it, have to like censor that stuff. No, I, I can't believe that's the joy of it all. Mm-hmm. You know, well, we're definitely moving in a direction where a lot of the population, especially the politicians, on a certain side of the fence or aisle are kind of pushing for this uh, someone needs to fact check and tell the truth and if something doesn't seem to be right then someone needs to uh, put up something that says what the truth is and my question is then who is determining what's true and is that an appropriate thing to do instead of having the government come in or you know facebook or twitter or in this case youtube come in and say flag something for being not true mm-hmm. and having to warn everyone that this isn't true why aren't we just teaching humans how to be reasonable how to right. how to check that- and and verify that something is true or not right true? i, I got it- to watch the flat earth shows by myself the other day or mm-hmm. that time because not because I believed it because I wanted to because mm-hmm. I wanted to watch it I wanted to have that experience mm-hmm. and and see you know see what what they've got and that's that's the joy of getting to experience it all and didn't change my mind mm-hmm. you know they couldn't but you know and so what if it did mm-hmm. so what if it did what harm is that i mean i i i i i guess that's not necessarily true i'm a guy that does believe that there's a little bit of harm in that because i think that it's wrong for somebody not wrong morally but 
it's sad for somebody to live their life in a in a, believing a lie mm-hmm. and 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 so it would change their the direction of their whole life maybe make them unhappy because nothing's going to be going their way because it's a lie <laughs> yeah. but you know so i do think it's i don't i think that everybody should be able to think that they want to think but i will say that believing a a lie and stuff mm-hmm. is harm could be harmful but look at it look at it from that perspective of of we'll just say religion i i would find it very offensive for someone to come in and tell me that my religion is not true and put a warning label up there about whatever it is uh of course i'm not a believer i don't believe that there is you know a supernatural god or anything like that and I still would find it offensive and, to have someone on on a religious channel on YouTube get flagged, and YouTube basically tell the, the the person who's watching that what they're watching isn't isn't true. I just don't think that it's um, appropriate to flag this kind of stuff. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I just think that the, the, the more to... important thing is to teach people how to think logically to to be able to recognize the signs of someone being intentionally uh, untruthful or know enough about the, what's going on with I, I don't want to even just say science but just to be observant of what's going on around you and have some level of of a bs meter for yourself as an individual you i don't need a government to fact check the flat earth the uh, conspiracy yeah. mm-hmm. i mean Next thing you know, there's going to be, I, I'm not going to know the names, but there's there's like these ghost hunter shows. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Mm-hmm. People out there. Because there's believers and there's not. Mm-hmm. Maybe they should know. Put a warning on that. So I, I think of like media, traditional media, journalism, that sort of thing. And I think those folks need to be unbiased and as truthful as as possible the, you know when they when they publish a story on a certain topic and they're using certain sources then i would hope that they were doing the fact checking on their own in order to come to whatever the article is uh you know but on the other side is youtube videos twitter posts all these other things i don't have the same expectation of integrity from those sources as i do from traditional news media i want news media to have the integrity and the ethics to have done all of that work up front before they publish something right so shows like ours we could go well and i'm going to be nice because years and years ago years and years and years and years ago you know cnn i used to listen to cnn because i wanted to get the final word i wanted to have somebody i could trust to listen to Mm. stuff because you're not going to listen to us and expect to get 100 percent accuracy Mm -hmm. you know but you should expect that from cnn you should expect that from fox and anybody else in between and and um you know it, it it's hard to find any of that. Absolutely. And, but, and, and and now, now they're censoring the things that you think you can believe in, Mm -hmm. or at least attempting to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, I just don't like the idea that the government comes in and says, you know what, we need to be the, the truth, um, uh, the, the deciders. Yeah, there you go. The deciders of, of truth. That's are the last people we need to decide. Exactly, I totally agree. That is just to me. Let's not let's not let's not put onto the government 
these responsibilities that should be our own. And guess what? These are, I don't care how, how you take it. These are easy decisions for us <laughs> to make. Mm-hmm. I mean, the complication is, is created from into the in-betweens. I, I think we can handle it just fine. Mm-hmm. We have a very complicated, complex world with a lot of information, but the, the reality is in the, the, the day that we live in now, we have access to information that we didn't have before. Right. We, because of that, we really, as individuals, need to do a better job of not being lazy, to actually do a little bit of legwork and figure out whether something is true, and then to have some ability to recognize when a, f- a red flag should go up in your own brain and you do some follow-up on it. They don't do that at all. All they do these days, and from a certain side more so than the other, it seems like, is there's a belief a belief bullet here and a belief, you know, a bullet list here with mm-hmm. another belief, another belief. And they're just going to go, oh, there's a belief, belief, belief. I'm going to attach myself to that. I'm going to attach myself to that. That sounds good. Attach myself to that, not knowing why, what the belief is, what the outcome is, who it affects. Mm-hmm. You know, they just going with it. There's no, and, and, you, and these are the same people when they go down to a college campus and they interview them. So why do you believe in any of the topics you want? Yeah. And they're like, well... It's not very deep. Well, I don't know. And a lot of times when they do believe something, it wasn't even from the either person or... or Yeah, it was based off of something that was just an opinion of someone else. Right. Like they're just (laughs) confused. And I've been in the trap of that myself, you know, thinking one thing or another, you know. And But the ability is, I could at least say, is that... I could I could witness that, or I could hear that, or I could have myself with around a group that if somebody will point out that I was wrong, but I could accept it and and feel mm-hmm. oh how about this I don't feel stupid when I get something wrong mm-hmm. because a lot of times in order for me to find out something was wrong is there has to be a correct answer there mm-hmm. to, for me to know it's because I'm glad that I know now the right answer at work what I've done before this is at my last job. I had a lot of times had been doing a certain job and I'm looking at my direction, if you will, a little bit odd, like a light came on or differently. And I'm like, wait a minute, is that saying what I think that says? And I've been doing it for the last three years a certain way. Mm-hmm. And the company has been doing it the last 30 years that certain way. And then sure enough, I don't care. It might make me look stupid. I'm going to ask. But I'm going to find out. And sure enough, oh, yeah, that made me look stupid, kind of. Mm-hmm. And it did. But so did everybody else. Because mm-hmm. we all mm-hmm. did it. The, we were doing it wrong the whole way. Mm-hmm. But guess what? It fixed it. But, you know, it's like it building up a muscle. You know, I tore it down. But now I'm stronger afterwards. So I'm okay being... That's such an important perspective, though. Yeah. To, to To not be so... <laughs> so big that you can't have mistakes and you can't learn from mistakes. It's like right. you need to have this this uh, awakening at different times. You have to be able to question stuff, even even what seems for to be... For yourself. Yeah, even what seems to be the uh, consensus among other people. Why not question it and, and do a little bit of that work to figure out whether... to con- to confirm whether that is and I mean, or not. And I mean, not even in front of public. I mean... In behind your own closed doors for your own personal mm-hmm. life, look at what you're doing, in fact, 
openly, like, am I doing the best mm-hmm. that I could be doing? Yeah. Heck no. I, I ask a lot mm-hmm. and I'm on, and here's the bummer deal is I'm honest with myself, mm-hmm. but I've always have something to do. Like, oh, I'm not going to be sitting there idling. I always have mm-hmm. something I could better myself at. And, um, well, personal growth is really important. I was right. having this conversation uh, with my brother not too long ago, just talking about, you know, in this pandemic and you know, he's a fireman. So he deals with a lot of, um, a lot of stressful stuff that's like, you know, death stuff and, you know, kids get into car accidents and losing their parents and they're, you know, in a car seat in the back seat. I mean, there's some really traumatic stuff yeah. that happens. And he just recently, he was just talking about, you know, I just decided that I, I need to become a better person. I need to work on myself a little bit more. Oh, thank so, God. It, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he's he's this bad person. It's just that he's realized that he's gotten into a the, the, this rut of repetitive doing the same thing over and over again. And and you could even be a good have be doing what doing good, not going out there creating havoc in society, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that you have to be there. Mm-hmm. Because for me, I'm not trying to be mean, but for me what's the point? Because I find myself idling. I find myself about to idle mm-hmm. and I need to do something. Even, and even if, if, if it's not, if it's not something so life changing, it's a project, mm-hmm. something to get tie me to something. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not, I'm not going to get into it, but you know, you know, I talked about, you know, some things, opportunities, things open up, mm-hmm. things change. And I think some of it has to do with changing, having a, an attitude too, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, but, but self growth and, and looking to be a better person along the way is, is important. It, it really is. And, it, um, you know, I, we were talking and I said, you know, you really experienced life through your own lens and, uh, you know, other people can do other things. You're kind of, you're kind of in control of yourself. And if you want to do something that's important for yourself, right. you know, and then it's not harming a bunch of other people you know, why not? Right. Why not like, go down that route? You might have to do some that. self-improvement just right. to learn how to do something new. <laughs> well, that's, that's kind of the the point, but I have to dig and figure out of if I'm going down the right path and, mm-hmm. and think about what I'm doing, not just do it. Cause I see somebody else doing it. Mm-hmm. Made a good, made, made, it's a good idea cause somebody else did it, but does it fit me? And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, looking in, in words on, on yeah. answering the reason why you do yeah. a lot of stuff. But I, I think, you know, to kind of circle back on, on this idea of censoring or finding, having truth seekers who are going to, you know, do that work for you. Self-improvement is important in that you become a better person. You start to recognize when people are filling, you know, conversation with BS, when they're lying to you, when they're trying to convince you of something, uh, you know, at some point we will do a, a show on, on cults and stuff, but there's so many as soon different... As we start one. I know. <laughs> Maybe we should. We should. And then we should just, uh, you know, we'll just talk about the progress of yeah. it. But the idea the is, is having like a belief system that you would recognize as as a red flag, as this has got some weird cultish, you know, things going on with it. There's a lot of stuff going on right now in, in, uh, in the area of like racism and beliefs in, in what we should be doing, uh, to, to address racism as an individual action versus a systemic part of the system. And, 
uh, there's a lot of movement that I, I identify as cultish. I, I believe that I've been in a cult before, and we'll save that one for another conversation, but I have identified a lot of things that, that are coming our direction in media, social media, you know, through, through work, maybe through other, other folks that you, that you run into that have characteristics of illogical behavior that I would also then tie to. These are how cults get started and how they develop some, some level of power to the following and potentially influence other people to become part of that movement. So again, I don't think that we need to have all of these truth seekers that are doing the work for us. I think we need to do that work ourselves and not have some government agency or some, you know, even if it's a private entity like, you know, Google or whatever, I don't think they're the appropriate people to be doing Hell it either. No. I think as an individual. And uh, and, but and who knows? I, I, go ahead. Well, who knows? Maybe that will change our society as a whole because we have so many more individuals who are capable of censoring themselves or censoring I just think the, that the, we don't their perspective I just think we need to go way way backwards to we just need our hands off this isn't even shouldn't even be a conversation mm-hmm. it's just you write whatever you want post whatever you want to post you can read whatever you want to read mm-hmm. I don't care write whatever call People could have made stuff that was fiction and called it fact for I don't know how long. Mm-hmm. Do it. Let us all decipher. And if 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 you want to have a conspiracy theory about ghosts or aliens mm-hmm. or because what's next? They're going to stop you from Scott. They could stop mm-hmm. us from having the conversation about flat Earth. <laughs> yeah. You know, because we're talking about it. And yeah. if you know, if they yeah, maybe it's keep... not just a label. It's actually turning the switch off and not letting us do it. Right. Yeah. I mean. It starts somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, and, but it, they just need to let it all, it shouldn't even be a conversation of, of what you can or can't talk about. I don't care how ridiculous it is. Mm-hmm. You should be able to, you should be able to do it. Make it's it up. Speech. I mean, my gosh. I mean, yeah. I mean, next thing you know, you're going to ban children and, and their insane thoughts. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. That's funny. All right. Well, let's let's wrap up the show. Uh, do you have a, a quote for us? Dave? You know, I think I do have a quote yeah. here. Maybe pull that one up and see what we have. Yeah, it, it is from one of my favorite uh, gentlemen, mm. uh, Ronald Reagan, and uh, he says socialism only works in two places: heaven, where they don't need it, and hell, where they already have it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that really does make me think. It does. Right? I, I've known some hells on earth, and uh, some of those were socialist societies. Just saying. Yeah. And All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening. If you um, are interested, we do post this on YouTube, so you can, can catch us, uh, at least some of the clips on YouTube. And you can find us at your favorite podcasting platform. It would be really great if you would just spread the word, let folks know that we're on here. Please do. And until we see you next time, uh, take care. And be safe.